Gigi Highland of the NCUA says the latest draft of online authentication guidance is awaiting final sign-off from just one FFIEC member agency. And Verizon's new data breach report finds that compromised records resulting from data breaches dropped dramatically in 2010, but the number of breaches continues to grow. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the Week in Review for Friday, April 22, 2011. The long-awaited update to the FFIEC's 2005 authentication guidance may be closer to release than some observers believed. Gigi Highland, a board member of the National Credit Union Administration, says the latest draft of the guidance is awaiting final sign-off from just one member agency. Regulators until now have declined to comment about the guidance after a draft was inadvertently leaked by the NCUA in December. But industry insiders have speculated that the guidance's release could be delayed for months as the FFIEC incorporates feedback from banking agencies, institutions, and vendors. But Highland is optimistic the guidance will be forthcoming. We at the NCUA are anxiously awaiting the final green light from the last regulatory agency that's reviewing this, Highland says. In the FFIEC process, we all have to be in agreement before it gets issued. Highland did not identify the agency that is holding up the release, but did acknowledge her desire to see the guidance issued soon. We're waiting, essentially, and working with other regulators to try to come together and agree on the final guidance, so we can issue it, hopefully, as expeditiously as possible, Highland says. The latest Verizon data breach investigations report is out, with some good news. According to Verizon, the number of compromised records is down, but that's only half the story. The troubling side of the report's findings is that despite the decrease in compromised records, the number of data breaches is actually up. Verizon's Brian Sarton, one of the report's authors, says fraudsters are increasing their attacks on smaller organizations and businesses, which has resulted in an increased number of attacks. Here is Brian Sarton. Today, a lot of the best criminals, when I say the best, the most effective ones, the hardened criminals, the, you know, what were five years ago, the, the 200 to 250 criminals out there that, uh, that underscored the, the, the electronic crimes underground, most of the really capable technologists there, those guys are behind bars these days. We've seen it in the U.S. last year with the Al Gonzalez arrest and prosecution, largest electronic crime successful prosecution in history. Uh, if you Google Dutch high-tech crimes, for example, you'll find you'll find press release after after report after report of successful prosecutions and in reality these days our uh, threats are not necessarily stemming from hackers in as much as they are crackers to put it in very basic terms it's not organized criminals as much as it is frequently more disorganized crime and, and in fact today I think criminals have realized already that when it comes down to the hacking of organizations if uh, especially when they take down big organizations, the, the classical targets, they tend to leave a footprint behind, and that footprint leads to arrest. And, and I think a, a Secret Service person summarized it the best. When it comes to picking targets these days with those lessons learned, uh, criminals realize it makes more sense to target rabbits than it does to target elephants. And we wrap up the week with a look back at the Epsilon email breach and the shockwaves it continues to send throughout the industry. More than two weeks have passed since Epsilon, the online marketing unit of Alliance Data Systems Corporation, revealed that an outside intrusion hacked into some of its customer files containing consumer email addresses. While the cause of the incident has not been publicly disclosed, its aftermath has seen a growing list of organizations impacted by the breach. It also has ignited a new discussion about the sensitivity of email data. Email addresses have historically fallen outside the purview of personal identifiable information, better known as PII.
But in light of the Epsilon breach, which potentially exposes millions of consumers to new phishing threats, email addresses are likely to be deemed much more sensitive. In fact, the financial industry in particular might see direction related to how email addresses are handled in the updated online authentication guidance expected from the FFIEC. The Epsilon breach proves that indirect relationships between email addresses and personally sensitive information, such as a social security number or credit card details, can be just as dangerous as direct relationships. Julie McNelly, an analyst at ITA Group, says recent breaches are pushing bankers to think about email addresses in a different way. I think we will see a changing attitude, McNelly says. I would expect us to see some recommendations about all personal information, including email addresses, which financial institutions have typically not considered to be PII. That's this week's Week in Review. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week.